1: Your lessons so I sin by nature, and I sin by practice. To be honest, that's one of the greatest mysteries of the Christian faith. The fact is, when I come to Christ, He cleanses us from all sin, and yet I still sin. The struggle between that old nature and my new nature that I get at salvation will continue
0: until I get to heaven. Apart from Jesus, we were all in a state of death. That is, we were completely captured by the power of sin and were destined to face God's wrath. We were continually trying to do the right thing but missing the mark because of our sin. But God has graciously saved us from this state of death by extending the power of Jesus' resurrection to us. Since we're in Christ, we share in the resurrection life of Jesus. These blessings have come to us from God. Nothing that we could possibly do earns us God's saving favor. God extends salvation to us as a gift. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1, For our continuing study entitled, Sin Hinders Our Walk With God.
1: So there's some people who say they're following God. They're living in sin. It's a lifestyle of sin. Well, there's lots of words in the Bible that relate to sin. I want you to just hold your finger right where you're at, turn to Ephesians, just back a little bit, Ephesians chapter 2, and I want to show you two specific ones today. There's more than that, but just two. So here's Ephesians, about uh, five or eight books, somewhere up in that area. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And when you get there, I'm going to ask you to underline or circle two words in verses 1 to 2, okay? Paul writes it like this, as for you... You were dead spiritually before they became Christians. You were dead in your, circle this word, in your transgressions and sins. Circle that word. And I'll show you what it means in a moment. In which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, Satan, and the spirit who is now at work in those, watch this, who are disobedient. Sin. Is simply rebellion and disobedience. Disobedience to the Word of God. So, what does that transgression look like? Here, here's a definition. I want you to write it. Because you need to understand what that is. Here we go. Transgression is a deliberate, willful act of disobedience. Notice the sign says, wet paint. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. So, Paul says, in our lives, Sometimes we deliberately chose to do wrong. What is sin? It's rebellion. Uh, Transpesses are sins which we commit knowing it's wrong. Now, how many of you ever saw a sign that said, Do not touch wet paint. You already know where I'm going, don't you? But you put your finger on that sucker. Come on, let's see your finger. You put it right there, didn't you? And you wonder, nobody's seen it happen. <laughs> you see, we did that because, well, it was deliberate. We didn't go, oh, sorry, I didn't see that was there. No, we did it. All of us have a problem with transgressions. We've all lied. We've all stolen. One of the commandments is to love your neighbor as yourself we've omitted that we have a neighbor we can't stand so I'm deliberately not obeying it can I hear an amen out there from somebody alright so one of the things is there's things God says don't to do and, and we deliberately do them by the way when Adam and Eve sinned what kind of sin did they make? transgression they deliberately ate the fruit am I right? it wasn't like oh we made a mistake no it looks so good here's the next one I ask you to circle the word sins. This is a good one. Sin. Trying to do the right thing. Not deliberate now. I'm trying to do the right thing. But I simply fail. And the, the, the original word in the language means to miss the mark. To miss the mark. We try. Our intentions are good. We just blow it. When you begin to think about some of this, it's hard for us. You see, the Bible says, love is to be patient. Well, I want to be patient. I want to obey God. I'm trying to be patient. I'm driving, and I look in my rear view mirror, and this guy is in my trunk. How many of you are going to miss the mark? Let me, let me see your hand. In a million ways. Speed up, slow down. Why are you laughing? We're just a bunch of sinners, aren't we? You'll see that later. Exactly right. So see, as you begin to understand that, sin is simply living independent from God. Sometimes we don't care. Sometimes I try, but I never succeed. God's instructions on how to do life right are good for me. Unlike this gentleman in the plane, he had it wrong. So you need to write this down because this is how you explain to others and explain to us what sin is involved. Sin is anything, thoughts, actions, attitudes against God and his word. So it is thoughts. It is actions. It's even attitude. Standing in the corner. You say to your daughter or son, time out, go stand in the corner. They're standing, but they say to their inside, what are they saying? I'm standing, but I'm sitting right down, baby. Well, is that it? I'm obeying you, God. I'm obeying you, God. I hate it, but I'm obeying you. I'm doing right. I'm absolutely doing right, but I hate it. Well, no, that's a sin. It doesn't matter what you're doing outwardly. It's all about the heart. Out of the heart comes evil things. Now, go back to First 1 John 1, 1.6. So, what is this What is this wrong belief What is the wrong belief? If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not live in the truth. Walk in darkness means to persist in sin. It's a pattern. It's a lifestyle. Now, here's wrong belief number one. This person says, well, we can have fellowship with God and still do whatever we want. We can have fellowship with God and still Live a lifestyle of sin. The key word is persist. It's not just a a mistake once in a while. We just live in the sin, like we talked about. John is saying to these people, you think you have a relationship with God. Oh, no, you don't. Now, there may be some of you here just like these people. They were saying, I can actually become a Christian and do anything I want. No, you cannot. I can live any way I want. I'm safe. No, you cannot. Now understand, that's what much of this book is about. A person who claims to be a Christ follower, but is living a sinful lifestyle, notice what that verse says. They're lying. They're lying. What is the change that's necessary? Paul shows us. Look at Ephesians. Paul says this in Ephesians 5. For you were once, darkness, you were once living in sin, past tense, but now... You're following with God. Light. You have a relationship with God. So now that you become a Christian, notice what happened. The first part of this verse in, in white is salvation. But notice after salvation. Now live as children of life. A lifestyle. Will it be perfect? No, we already showed you that. But it's a lifestyle of wanting to obey God. And doing it right. It is not a lifestyle of, well, I'm saved, I can do whatever I want to do. No, it is not. Absolutely it is not. Now, when you begin to think about that, these people that John's writing to and are probably thinking, well, how do I change? Can I really have a relationship? Look at verse 7. Here's how. Again, we'll unpack this more next week. If we start walking in the light, as he's in the light, God, then we have fellowship with one another. That means, We have fellowship with God. We're in relationship with Him because we're walking with Him now. We're obeying. But we have fellowship with one another. We don't... Man, we met so many people we don't even know, but we're family. We have the same Heavenly Father. And then he says this. As you walk, the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. So a person can choose to submit to God in His Word and then walk in the light. That's the relationship. So number one wrong belief... Is to say that I, I have a relationship with God, Pastor Mark, kind of like this guy, and I, and I can do whatever I want. No, you cannot. You have to learn to obey and submit to the Word of God. Now, John 1, eight. look at it next. This is even more strange. John writes, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. This word sin is a noun, and it simply means it. It's not referring to a specific sin. It's referring to something we would call the sinful nature. So here's wrong belief number two. I want you to write this down. This is the wrong belief. This person says, I don't have any sin in my life. Really? And then second, or I don't have a sin nature. Why would you say I have a sin nature? So these are two wrong beliefs really kind of put into one. I have no sin in my life, as the gentleman said to me on the plane. I never sinned because it's only in my mind. Well, he didn't get it. That's already a sin. And number two, I don't have a sin nature. Now, when somebody says to you, I don't have a sin nature, here's the way you will hear it. This is the way they say it to you. Man is basically good. Really. The Bible says exactly the opposite. Man is not basically good. Man has a sin nature that wants to live apart from God, independent from God, rebellious to God. Now, the second one, I have no sin. A lot of you guys don't know this, but in this early century, although this is 2,000 years old, in the early century, we had some churches, some denominations that believed this. Once you became a Christian, you could work your way up to sinless perfection. You ever met anybody like that? Well, number one, they're very... How are you? I have no sin. Well, why did you say that to me? Because I have no sin and you have sin. What is that? That's pride. They just sinned. So understand that that's absolutely impossible. So let's go and look. Uh, anyone who believes either one of those, notice what that scripture says. They're deceived. Because both are lies. We can deceive ourselves this is important and we can lie to ourselves the greatest deceiver is satan the father of lies is satan so notice this person's belief is not tied to god's word it's tied to satan they're deceived and they're lying to themselves one time back in the 1900s 1800s 19th century Someone came to D.L. Moody, a great evangelist, and they said to D.L. Moody, the individual actually came up to him at the end of the service, he said this, I've reached sinless perfection, and I sin no more. You know what D.L. Moody said? I'd like to talk to your wife. <laughs> Ladies, can I hear an amen? Exactly right, am I? I mean, it was a joke, but it was so true. He has never reached sinless Perfection, Impossible. Now, the second part of that is a sin nature. What is a sin nature? Many of you don't understand it, and I'm going to make it very clear to you today. Here's a picture of it right here. You want to write this sentence down. Everybody was born with bad genes. She's got genes, and he's got genes. What I mean by that is genes. It's spelled different. It's a spiritual gene. What is it? It's a sin nature. Every single person is born with a sin nature. A tendency to always do the opposite of what God wants rebellion. Now, I want you to turn in your Bibles. Keep your finger there. We'll be back. There's one more to go. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. This is hugely important, and it will make a lot of sense to you when we get there. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. I'll read it in the New Living Translations at all of our campuses. Romans 5, verse 12. Now watch how this DNA of sin, how it transfers. Paul says this, when Adam sinned, Back in the garden, Adam and Eve were perfect. They had no sin. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. And Adam's sin brought death, physical and spiritual. And death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. So you say, well, how does that work? And here's how it works. Look at me. I'm Adam. When Adam sinned, his relationship with God was broken. His spiritual genes were forever tainted with sin. The next thing we see is Adam and his wife. The, verb, the word is they know one another. They have sexual relationships. The children that are born have the sin gene. If you go all the way back to the beginning, Adam and Eve are our parents. We all are infected with the sin gene. That's my sin nature. So when I have children, that child has a sin nature right from the start. Now there's only one person in the whole universe ever that wasn't born with a sin nature. Jesus. Why? His father was the Holy Spirit. So understand, this gene is spread to all of us. And what does that look like? You're right in Romans scoot back to verse chapter 3, chapter 3, verse 23. You know the verse, but then it will explain to you how I start as a person in life. David says in the Old Testament, I was born in sin and iniquity. That's what happens. Now look at Romans 3:23. For everyone has sinned and we all fall short Of God's glorious standard. What is God's standard for us? Perfection. Matthew 5 says, if you want to be good enough to earn salvation, you must be perfect. Well, I can't do that because I start my life in my mom's womb with the spiritual DNA of sin. There's no way for me to do that. So there's two things I want you to write. It's not on the overhead. We all sin by nature. The minute you're born, the minute mom and dad, the egg and the sperm come together, and the baby begins, that sin nature is there. And we all sin by nature. And number two, we all sin by practice. It's not just that I have a sin nature, and I don't choose to sin. Yes, I do. When you have a little baby, it's not long when that child begins to talk you'll hear these words, mine, mine, mine. Am I right? I mean, it even goes to my puppy. Mine. But of course, they don't have a spirit, so it doesn't matter. Where did that come from? You won't like this, parent, but that came from you. Because we're selfish. That's the sin nature. S-I-N. So I sin by nature... And I sin by practice. To be honest, that's one of the greatest mysteries of the Christian faith. The fact is, when I come to Christ, he cleanses us from all sin. And yet I still sin. The struggle between that old nature and my new nature that I get at salvation will continue until I get to heaven. Now, what does that look like? Watch me, quick. I'll go really quick. Before I'm in Christ, I have a sin nature. When I come to Christ, God forgives me of my sin. That's going to happen to many of you today. You're going to finally ask God to come in and cleanse you. When I come to Christ, he forgives me of my sins. And he, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside me. So inside me, I have my old fleshly sin nature that says, me, 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 I, 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 I. But I have God over here who goes, no, 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 no. So inside me is this struggle it's a struggle. How long will that struggle last? Till I get to heaven and there's no sin nature. Now, what does that look like? I'm going to read you the Apostle Paul. If we were doing the whole book of Romans, we'd spend a long time on this, but I'm going to give you the the cliff notes today. When I read what the Apostle Paul says, I'm going to hear many of you go, amen. Oh, I recognize that. Yep, that's me. That's me. This struggle is difficult. Take a look. We find it in Romans chapter 7. Paul says this, all of our campuses, and I know that nothing good lives in me, apart from Christ. I know that nothing good lives in me. Can I hear an amen? Well, oh, no, Pastor Mark, I'm a good person. Look, we already covered that. See, the Bible says, without Christ, there's nothing good in us. Then he goes on. Here's, here's where you're going to start to relate. That is in my sinful nature. Now, I want to do what is right, but I can't. Can I? Uh, there's very few amens. Come on now. I want to do what's right, but, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to just let the guy that's climbing to my trunk just go right around me and go, have a blessed day. But I can't. I don't want to do what is wrong by slowing down. But I'm enjoying every moment of it. Ah, But I do it anyway. Can anybody relate on any of our of what I just did? Well, sure we can. What are all those things? Sin. Well, I don't have time, but at the end of chapter 7, by the way, it gets worse. At the end of chapter 7, Paul makes this statement. Who is going to free me from this dilemma? Chapter 8 says, Jesus, there is no condemnation. To those who are in Christ. So this battle will always be there. But Jesus came to forgive me and take that difficult thing away from me. And so you need to know two things. Just because you have an old sin nature, you have a more powerful nature in you by the name of the Holy Spirit. Write this verse down. You can look it up up later. Romans 8.13. I have the ability through the power of the Spirit, Romans 6, 7, and 8, to say no to sin and temptation. Satan is not stronger than the Holy Spirit that lives in me. Now I have to cooperate with it. So I can say no. Absolutely. Now the problem is, I'm human. Just like you. Sometimes I don't. So when I don't, I sin. What's the second thing I have? I have God's promise. As verse 7 and verse 9 say, I can be cleansed and forgiven. Again, we'll talk about that next week. So Pastor Mark, what what are what are you really saying? Remember this person said I'm sinless? I'm sinless? I have perfection? And number 2, he said he said I don't have a sin nature. I I don't need forgiveness. I was, I've always been a good person. Both of those are lies. Both deception. So you want to write this down because this is what you are the rest of your life. This is what I am the rest of my life. Notice, there are no sinless people. There are no sinless people. You won't ever arrive to a state where you never sin. It won't ever happen until you get to heaven. And second, but God has a goal for you. It's to sin less. You got it? You'll never be sinless, but we're to sin less. The more I know God, the more I know His Word is good for me, I want to sin less. So as you mature in your walk, you will never be perfect. I'd like to say to you today... As that guy said, well, there's some hypocrites in the church. Hello.
0: Pastor Mark walked us through wrong beliefs in the Christian life. When we choose to be a Christ follower, we must turn from darkness. This doesn't mean we won't sin anymore. It just means we sin less. Because of Adam's sin in the Garden of Eden, we're all born with a sin nature. It doesn't matter how good you are. We all sin by nature. It is and always will be a struggle between our old and new nature. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 6102, and the title of this message is Sin Hinders Our Walk with God. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is 6102, and the title of this message is Sin Hinders Our Walk with God. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living when we continue learning about the sin nature. Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and tried to rationalize? Rass- Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and tried to rationalize your reason for speeding? Pastor Mark shares with us that sin hurts and breaks our relationship with God. It's always better when we confess our sins and accept the forgiveness from our loving Father. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of 1 John. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes
1: have seen And our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for living Lord, let us hear your lessons for living